Big players are abandoning Facebook's Libra project, but Zuckerberg says the show will go on. The SEC has halted Telegram's $1.7 billion token offering, and the blockchain has helped officials bring down a major child pornography ring. Finally, a major Bitcoin milestone may have happened while you're listening to this podcast. This is weird because Travis is in Denver today, but I'm not. So weird. But that's how we roll, and the weirder you are, the more likely you are to enjoy this Bad News episode number 322 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, three, two, three. Who's bad? Travis, what are you doing in Denver? I'm not even there for you to say hi. God. Oh, you know what? I'm just here. I'm actually, I'm hanging out in your apartment, and uh, I left you a special gift in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a double-decker. You hopefully don't find it for a week or two. Oh, my gosh. That is (laughs) horrible. This is bad news. Welcome, folks. Yeah. I'm Joel Tom. That's Travis the Pooper Wright. Yes. no, you're uh, you're in town not to crap on my rug, but for another. Well, you know what? You know what? I figured while I'm here, might as well make <laughs> use of the time. You know, actually, I flew in. I flew in from from Rome and uh, met my son here, and uh, it is his 18th birthday, and we're gonna go see the uh, Chiefs and the Broncos play. That's mm. Thursday night football, which is actually tonight, October 17th. And by the time you listen to this, I think this is going live tonight. Maybe it's tomorrow, maybe tomorrow. I'm not sure when it's going live. But, uh, yeah, Chiefs Broncos at Denver should be fun. Then we're going to see some mountains. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs, Chiefs need a win, right? They've lost two in a row here. Yeah, yeah. this is the bad the bad football podcast. This is good. Right we got on. a lot of news right. to talk about today. We're going to minimize the banter today, folks, because we got so many amazing pieces of news. We want to get to it. Well, I just want to say that I'm not there. I'm in Los Angeles for uh, for Los Angeles for LA Blockchain Week and for Vid Summit. So that's why you're there. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, just, I I needed to close the loop. That's good. Yeah, actually, you will be here. What you coming back tomorrow? Yeah, I'll be back. I, I yeah. am coming back. Yeah, then we're then we're going to go to Garden of the Gods and Pikes Peak down in Colorado Springs. Very nice. Very nice. Also very nice to give a shout out to our show sponsor, Divi. You guys, I hope you're uh, following along here with what they're doing because they're opening up their mobile wallet soon. And if you go to wallet.diviproject.org, you can sign up to be on the list for this thing. These guys, they don't stop innovating you know what they've done to create a um a a one-click cloud installer to have your own masternode is super slick i've got two of them that are divvying away that even while i'm in la it's earning me crypto i don't even need to have a miner up on my desktop it's all happening in the cloud and the wallet that's going to open soon um and and they've got some news that is coming that is pretty exciting especially for a small project. Go to DiviProject.org to check it out and stick wallet before it. Wallet.DiviProject.org to be one of the first ones to use their mobile wallet. Yes, and they're actually going to be at World CryptoCon at Token Tank. And if you have a crypto project and you want to participate in the Token Tank, what is that URL, Mr. Joel Kahn? 
That URL is badco.in forward slash token tank. By the way, this is a good opportunity to share news we just got yesterday from one of the founders of World Crypticon, Adam Williams. Apparently, the prizes for token tank have just gone through the roof. In fact, these might be the biggest prizes that any pitch competition has offered so far. There's an investment firm that's called Edge 196. And they are going to offer the first place winner of Token Tank $50,000. The second place is going to get $25,000. And third place is going to get $10,000. And there are still a few slots for projects mm-hmm. to uh, to show up and be in this competition. 50, 25, and 10, those are some great prizes. That's true. And you know what? It's it's doesn't cost much to get involved. So if you are looking to if you are a crypto project that's going to be at World CryptoCon or been thinking about going, make sure to check that out. Badco.in forward slash token tank. To the news with us. Timestamp Thursday, October 17th, 10.05 a.m. in on the Pacific Coast, which means 11.05 a.m. in Denver and other times around the rest of the world. The crypto market cap, $221 billion. Bitcoin is holding over 8000 although it did do a little bit of a dip below for a short time. 8083 Ethereum, 177 XRP, $0.29, cents, Tether, $1. Nice to see Tether moving up the market cap there. <laughs> it never does anything. just sits there. The Bitcoin Cash, 219 Litecoin, Almost 55. EOS back under $3 again. Binance, 1866. Bitcoin SV, $89. And Stellar back in the top 10, just edging out Cardano at 6.3 cents. Mm-hmm. And not, not a lot of exciting stuff, really. I mean, the last seven days, Bitcoin down almost 6%. Ethereum down 8%. XRP up about you know, 5.5%. Bitcoin Cash down 8%. EOS down nine percent. A lot of a lot of down, a lot of downward movement. The Very movement. sad for the top ten. Dogecoin though, Dogecoin went up uh, almost eighteen percent this week. Yeah, it looks like Doge had a little bit of a bump. Monero up eleven percent this week, and mm-hmm. Nem also zero X did too. Ten percent. It, it it had a zero X return. What does that mean? Oh so yeah, zero X zero X is up twenty five percent this week. Huh, wonder what's going on there. So so there's some movement on individual mm-hmm. projects that are happening independent of the market. And I, I like to see that, you know, it's nice when the market moves together, but also when a project is moving on its own, it indicates that, you know, something could be up or somebody's manipulating that, you know, particular coin. Yeah, now check this out. Circulating supply of Bitcoin as of right now is 17,997,287. Very mm-hmm. close to 18 million. Yeah. So according to the calendar, uh, it looks like Friday, the 18 millionth Bitcoin is going to be mined. Uh, Anthony Pompliano tweeted that here just a couple days ago. He said, this Friday, the 18th million Bitcoin will be mined. There's only 3 million left. Let's make this hashtag trend so the world can learn about Bitcoin. Three million left, which is totally unlike fiat currency, where there's only how many billion left? Oh, it doesn't matter because they're they're literally putting sixty billion in circulation every month. Yep, they're just putting it out there, but but it's still going to take you know another hundred years for that last three million Bitcoin to come into um, circulation. 
120 years, I believe the number is. Yeah, that's crazy. So, you know, the first 18 million took about, what, a little over almost 11 years? Almost 11 years exactly. And the remaining 3 million are going to take 100 and some odd years. That's crazy. That is crazy. Uh, so there's some good news in the Bitcoin world because you came across a story uh, that says that there's more people hodling Bitcoin in big wallets than ever before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's more Bitcoin millionaires. There are Bitcoin addresses with that are holding a thousand coins or more are on the rise. And so that's on this website called Crypto Crunch App where they looked at all the different website addresses, Bitcoin addresses. Now, I wonder... You know, how many of those are like exchanges and how many of those are actual crypto whales? So it's hard to say, you, you, you know, it's just, a, it's just an anonymous number. You don't know actually who uh, those addresses belong to. Although there are ways to decipher maybe who some of those addresses belong to. And that brings us to a really big story this week where U.S. law enforcement have worked with a company called Chainalysis and they did... Uh, some analysis on the blockchain, and they were able to trace Bitcoin transfers back to the largest child porn site in the world. And they made some serious, serious arrests this week. And, and that means Bitcoin is no longer being used by criminals. They just eradicated it. They eradicated it all at once. Yeah. And so uh, all the scumbags that are going to hopefully end up in pound me in the ass prison for life. Yeah. Well, these were these were people that were in South Korea. They were in Germany. They were in some other places. It said the site had 337 site users, including law enforcement officers from 22 states and 11 countries around the world were arrested. Uh, there was 92 individuals in the United States. There was also 20. There was uh, they it led to the rescue of 23 minor victims that were residing in the U.S., Spain and the U.K. So that they were actually under. You know, they were trafficked and 23 miners were released. They were found. And that was really interesting to go through and look at that whole process. And Chainalysis said that that with the site's listed Bitcoin address, IRS criminal investigation and Homeland Securities were able to use the Chainalysis reactor protocol they have to do analysis of their transaction activity and build a graph showing the flow of funds in and out of this WTV address, which was the name of the site. Welcome to video was the name of the site. So, you know what? Uh, you know, we all talk about how, uh, you know, the an anonymity of Bitcoin and crypto is so important and, and how digital money is the, the wave of the future. But I, I do want to say that I think that this, I commend Chainalysis working with those those departments to nab those those criminals there because i mean you're the lowest of the low if you're doing if you're exploiting children in any way you're the you're the worst of the worst and you need to be dealt with and i'm glad they caught them absolutely kiddie diddlers are the the bottom of the heap they're under the heap they are sub heap and mm. uh and i just uh so disgusting yeah. it actually goes on to say here that the analysis of the server revealed that the website had more than a million bitcoin addresses signifying the website had capacity for at least a million users out there. So that's that's crazy. I don't know what the 337 site users meant based on that, but yeah. So who knows? Anywhere but 337 site users that were busted? It looks, oh, that's what it is, that, that have been busted. But there is as many as a million users of this site, which is crazy.
that that's insane. Oh, if if you are one of those people, go away. Don't listen to our show. And in other news related to our government, a federal official says the U.S. Central Bank actively debating the digital dollar. They're they're actively looking at the issuance of a digital currency. And so I I think this is really interesting. Who is this guy? He's the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas President Rob Kaplan. Uh, quote, we have not at the Fed decided to pursue or drive to develop a digital currency. They're going to walk instead of drive. But it's something we're actively looking at and debating. Mm-hmm. Why drive when you could fly? That's true. And his comments come after the uh, the former CFTC commissioner, Christopher Giancarlo. He wrote in, a, in an opinion piece that called for the U.S. to create a digital currency to avoid the risk that the dollar might lose its reserve status. So... Giancarlo, he left the CFTC. There's a new guy who's in charge of the CFTC. And he now, Giancarlo, is an advisor for the Chamber of Digital Commerce. And uh, so they're actively you know, focused on blockchain and crypto policy. So there might be a day someday when there is a, a digital currency, digital USD. I mean, right now we got $23 trillion in debt. Why not create a crypto to uh, to make life a little easier? And uh when, when, the, when the dollar loses its status as the reserve currency in the world, that's going to be a major shakeup. It's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. So they need to have a, they need to have a plan B well, and maybe a plan B Bitcoin. Oh, remember when we talked about that, you know, China is going to be releasing their digital currency in just a few months. Sure. Mm-hmm. That, that mm-hmm. can shake things up. Shake it up. Other federal news, the Internal Revenue Service is going to begin asking taxpayers if they own cryptos in a new checkbox that'll be on the 1040 tax form. That's true. They're going to do that. Next story. Stellar <laughs> <laughs> no, commentary by Mr. No, but, no, but, well, it's actually going to say on the, on the form, at any time during 2019, did you receive, sell, send, exchange, or otherwise acquire any financial interest in any virtual crypto or virtual currency followed by a yes or no how about so, a, how about an i don't know right maybe could be what does that mean i don't know it means i'm not i mean there's some people that aren't telling anyway but you show well, your taxes and beyond coinbase is going to tell on you so that's right coinbase that's right speaking of america uh, andrew yang he says that america should be built on the blockchain that's what he says and I don't necessarily disagree. Could you imagine, Mr. Joel Com, how transparent the government could be if it was on a blockchain that could be monitored for the people by the people? Like, oh, here's the $500 billion that went to the Department of Defense. X amount went to tanks. X amount went to, you know, F1, you know F-16s. And X amount went to blah, blah, blah. And here, here's X amount went to stealth fighters. And here's what salary to the... To generals and salary to the what? I mean, wow! If if America was transparent and had all that information on a blockchain, that could eliminate a lot of the black ops. It could eliminate a lot of the graft and just the corruption that happens with lobbyists and Congress people and whatnot. I mean, wouldn't that? I I really like that idea. It, it sounds quite uh, blockchain utopian, blocktopia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think he's got a lot of interesting ideas. Now he's, you know, running for president on the, the Democrat ticket. And he's got some ideas that I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. You know, the 
the basic minimum income and because somebody's got to pay the bill on that and he's got this no like, they don't they just print more mr joel Com. they just print more but he does <laughs> he does have some interesting ideas and one of them that this article in forbes discusses is data as property rights mm-hmm. right that you know my data belongs to me and that uh, you can't just sell it just because you want to make some money on it mm-hmm. You know what? I would say this, Mr. Joe Com, of all the candidates, and I've watched some of these debates, and I would say that of all the candidates, he's the one that has the freshest ideas. I mean, he's one that's actually thinking outside the box and and looking to help, you know, America keep prospering. I think that he seems his heart's in the right place. He seems like a good dude. He doesn't seem like a politician. A lot of those folks there that are that are going in those debates they're just going a lot of them seem like they hate america quite frankly yeah, it's weird they it's do. weird it's really is weird to me you know there wasn't a single american flag on the debate stage on any of the debate stages the yeah, only flag that i've ever seen on any of them was one that biden was wearing on his suit that's super strange to me it's just bizarre that's all cuz it's mm-hmm. a, that's an intentional thing when you do set design that's that's intentional right you you have mm-hmm. laid out inspect out the whole stage is not accidental uh, anyway we have reached out to andrew yang several times to come be on the show as the only candidate who's you know willing to talk about blockchain with any knowledge and the hashtag is yang gang y-a-n-g-g-a-n-g so if you guys want to you know tweet him as well and say hey bad crypto keeps talking about you they really want you to come on and mm-hmm position on blockchain we would love to have him and just say gosh yang it come on the show (laughs) yeah andrew get with the program get on the program to get with the program so this uh, piece of news from yahoo finance another government agency stepping in to declare what crypto is and in this case the cftc is saying that ether is a commodity and that Ether futures will also be labeled as a commodity. Now, what is what is the SEC calling Ether? Well, they've said that the SEC said that it's not a security. They said that, that the, the Bitcoin and Ether are both not securities, neither is Litecoin. And, well, they said that the CFTC, are, are, they're working with the SEC on these issues to sort of figure it out. But we talked, this, we talked about this last week. I do, it seems to me that of any current definition of what a cryptocurrency virtual currency would be it seems like a commodity makes the most sense so i I think potentially they're on the right they're at least barking up the right tree so they're dogs sure they're named howie (laughs) howie the dog so there is trouble in paradise at facebook's libra as more and more big companies are abandoning the foundation they're pulling out um, and, and we're not talking small names either. We're talking Visa, we're talking Stripe, we're talking MasterCard, we're talking eBay, and a host of others. They're saying, mm, we've decided we don't want to be in the Libra Association. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that all of the the potential um, hurdles that need to be jumped for it to work and the potential regulation around it, there's just so many questions that they're they're regretting you know initially saying yes they're it's kind of like they agreed to a blind date and they just saw that boy this this girl (laughs) she is ugly and she's got a great personality though but uh they they've had second thoughts 
Yeah, so think of this, though. Next Wednesday on the 23rd, Zuckerberg is going to Congress and is going to be talking about Libra. And so next bad news, we'll have a clear indication of what, you know, Zuckerberg thinks about it. I don't know if I don't know if if Marcus is going to be there as well. Uh, one of the co-founders of Libra. I don't know if he's going to be there or not to talk about it, but Can you know, you see we'll, we'll know more. Maxine Waters questioning Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, what <laughs> what a clown show this well, is going to be. Yeah, well, you know, Trump has said that Libra will have little standing or dependability. Uh, Congresswoman Rashinda Tlaib, she says that she's asked if Facebook was trying to create a crypto mafia by setting up the Libra Association. A lot of these governments are scared that these private companies can sort of create their own cryptocurrency. And really, I think for for the statist in in, in everyone, it is a little it is a little scary because I mean think about how you know Facebook has what two point something billion people on its platform, or at least, you know, at one point. I know I don't use it that much very much. I, I logged into Facebook the other day and I saw I had a couple hundred uh, replies that I needed to go through. I was like, wow, I, I hadn't gone to Facebook in like 10 days, which is crazy to me. I don't, I, yeah, I just, it's just no longer, it's no longer part of my daily sort of routine. I don't check it. I don't go through, I, it used to be part, I, I would spend a couple hours a day on Facebook talking, interacting with people, it's just no longer part of my deal. And really it started whenever they started banning and eliminating, you know, points of view. Now I'm not a big fan of Milo Yiannopoulos, but you know what, when they, when they banned him, and got rid of his points of view, and then they got rid of Alex Jones, and they got rid of all these other folks. I was just like, this is a bad precedent. I don't like that. I don't like how they're eliminating you know, people from sharing their opinions on their own private pages. Here's the deal. If you don't want to hear what they have to say, don't go to their page, right? By the way, but- by the way Alex Jones is just calling in right now, Travis. He's got something to say about this. Yeah, Joel, I got to tell you, this Libra project, it's, it's a big conspiracy. They're trying to take over the world. And I'm not having it. And, you know, I, I swear, I think I think Zuckerberg is an alien. I think he's an alien. He's been taken over. And uh, he's he's um, he's going to be arrested soon, I can tell. <laughs> is, is Zuckerberg a trans-dimensional alien that wants to eat the babies? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I can either confirm nor deny. <laughs> well, you know, David Marcus uh, is the, uh, the head of the Libra Project. And apparently... It, what he's what he's saying is that the Libra Association will eventually have a hundred members, but there's 28 founding members and seven of them have abandoned it. So mm-hmm. you know maybe he's just you know being optimistic. I maybe don't. Maybe he's know. just talking out of his own member. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't know. It's really interesting to uh, to watch though, and, and there's a a U.S. congressman that uh, his name is uh, Warren Davidson. And on the Noted Bitcoin podcast, which I'm not familiar with, Noted, Noted Bitcoin podcast. We have to check those guys out, see if they're funny, or at least if they're good. Um, This guy was interviewed there, and he said that Facebook should just add Bitcoin and not create Libra. But that goes against what they're trying to do, because they're trying to be kind of like uh, Ripple, right, with the XRP, and they want to create their own crypto, create their own value. And really, it is a power play. Because if, if Libra were to take hold and people were able to use crypto outside of these official, uh, you know, national uh, currencies, 
that could be crazy for some of these countries, right? Because it would be, you know, imagine you circumventing the euro, circumventing the dollar, even though they say that Libra is going to be a sort of a stable coin, which is a combination of euro and dollars and blah, blah, blah. Do they plan on holding all of those in a vault somewhere as backing for it? Is it going to be a fractional reserve type of a thing where they're only holding 10% or blah, blah, blah? Who knows? And so I think, as I mentioned earlier, on the 23rd, there's going to be some questions asked. We're going to pay attention to that. We're going to watch it, and we'll let you know what we find out uh, on the next bad news. Well, here's what uh, Davidson said, Congressman Davidson. He said, Facebook already filters content. Some people say with bias. Some people say it's great. They're protecting my safe space. So do we want filtered speech or free speech? Do we want filtered transactions or freedom? Right now, that's mm-hmm. when you when you juxtapose it like that. All right, you want filter transactions or freedom? Uh, I'll have a heart, healthy helping of freedom with some fries and a chocolate shake, please. Well, dude, I mean, imagine that, though. I mean, that's one of the things is that I just mentioned it. Facebook has banned all these people they don't agree with. What happens when they ban you and your wallet? Like, that to me is ridiculous. Like, I mean, people send you some money. Oh, you've, you've been banned for it because we don't like your opinion on this post that you said. And so you no longer have access to your money. Now they can say up and down that they're that they're going to be separate, and they're not. That's not how they're going to do it. But you know what? Pre- to me, precedent speaks louder. And what they've done, their actions speak a whole lot louder than their words. And what they've done is creating a hostile environment by eliminating certain points of view, by banning certain websites, by declaring certain conservative websites as fake news, and not allowing those websites to to show up on the stream. I mean, it's just crazy. And then also what pissed me off was that they didn't allow bad crypto and other and other crypto companies to do any advertising. But then in the background, they're creating their own cryptocurrency. It's just it's very double handed, and I don't like it. Mm. I don't like it. I'm taking my ball. I'm going home. Ugh. Well, as long as you're going home, on the way, please stop by and say hello to our sponsor, eToro. Lots of crypto fans out there, and for many of them, it's confusing because they don't know where's the one place that they can trade, where they can plan, where they can discuss strategy. Europe has had this platform all along, gang. It is eToro, and now they have come to the great U.S. of A. You can go download the eToro app right now, right now, while you're listening to this podcast, and you can begin uh, engaging with a network of over 11 million people around the world. Copy portfolio trading is coming soon. Just go ahead and download it now. Go to badco.in forward slash eToro and you can learn how you can get some bad coin socks pretty cool stuff socks that don't suck and really we're down to like less than 10 pair of these things yes. so you really should you really should hurry and the way you got to do it is you need to put a deposit in for at least 50 bucks badco.in forward slash eToro sign up if you're an american you go click the u.s if you're not you click international you sign up and then you do a deposit. Then once that deposit is in, you then make a transaction with that. And that's what triggers uh, the the completion of the login process. And there are dozens and dozens and do- there's nearly, there's a, maybe over 100 now people who have signed up, but not actually gone through the process. So they didn't get socks. And so, but if you're in that, if you're one of those people who are listening right now and go, oh yeah, I signed up. Go check your account. If you have it, go complete the process and then send us a screenshot when you sent it. And then we can get you those one of those last few remaining pair of socks. 
Yep. And if they're gone, then they're gone and no socks for you. We'll, mm-hmm. uh, we'll send you 10 bucks and say, go to the store and buy some socks that you can imagine are bad coin socks. Mm-hmm. Cause they're going to not be in existence. Then I don't know if we're ever going to buy any more. So don't know. All right, let's do a quick uh, jaunt around the world, Mr. Travis Wright, and just hit up some of these headlines here. On Cointelegraph, there's a report. The G7 says global stablecoins pose a threat to financial stability. Of course, what they really mean is they pose a threat to their power hold. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's really boils back down to Libra. Countries are freaking out, thinking, wow, these digital currencies can circumvent our power. We no like Don't be circumventing me. The Dutch Central Bank hints at economic restart based on the gold standard. Imagine that, basing uh, the the standard of your economy on something that has real value. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, and there's some companies that we've chatted with that are doing sort of a crypto based on gold that's based on a vault. I know that Australia is doing one as well with the Australian mint, the Perth Mint, where they're going to create a coin based on actual gold that's in a vault. I mean, that's kind of like the, it's like a hybrid sort of that's coming. I see, you know, over these next couple of years, there's going to be some, some projects that really sort of knock it out of the park with that. From a tweet that this article is based on, uh, tweeted by the Dutch central bank, als het hele system in stort, biet de geerverward in underpand om opnieuw te beginner. That's what it said. Very nice. And I love I love this guy's name. I don't know if he's the guy who sent it, but Tur de Meister. And it's like <laughs> T T U U R. And then his last name is D-E-M-E-E-S-T-R. But if you look at it, it's Tur de Meister. <laughs> Oh, that's, you're right. I see it now. It, <laughs> it takes a warped mind such as yours. Um, the, what the Dutch Central Bank actually said is that the whole system collapses. The gold reserve can serve as a collateral to start. Mm-hmm. Scratch. So thanks, Turdmeister. That's good. <laughs> Turdmeister's not coming on the show now. He's like, sorry. <laughs> sorry to offend you, Turd. <clears throat> but I uh, didn't mean to. So, so also, also in the news, Bank of Canada exploring digital currency that could replace cash and track how people spend money. So an internal Bank of Canada uh, presentation says the benefits of digital currency, including the sharing of personal information with police and tax authorities. Now, see, that's the sort of dark side of government plus crypto is that they look at it as a control mechanism. Everything the government does, really, they look at it as, as a control mechanism and really... You know, freedom wasn't built on that. You know, I don't think our, our forefathers, this, this is Canada, but I'm, I'm talking just in general, forefathers would have ever had the foresight of even digital anything or computers or any of that kind of stuff. And here we get every transaction, everything could immediately be sent to the IRS, everything that you do, right? That's that one currency kind of thing, along with probably a microchip of some sort. Who knows where we're headed with this stuff, man? But if governments kind of get involved and start creating their own, like China's doing, it could get it could get a little it could get a little hairy. Mm, then it'll need a shave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in uh, other news here, this one Telegram, you know, has been preparing to do their big token raise mm-hmm. and sell one point seven billion dollars worth of tokens uh, called the Ton Token for the Telegram Open Network, and the SEC has said, <laughs> "Slow your roll." 
this is an unregistered token offering and uh, we're not going to allow it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, and what, um, what the SEC has said, actually, no, this is actually, Hey, this is our, this is our boy, Mati Greenspan, senior marketing analyst at eToro said this telegram never held a public ICO. Remember when that was going live? We we're like, Oh, we want to get some telegram tokens, but instead they raised funds directly from 171 private investors each of whom were verified as professional clients, meaning they have sufficient wealth to avoid the usual level of protection provided by the SEC. Nevertheless, the government claims that the distribution of the tokens itself should have been considered as a public offering of securities, even though the Gram tokens are clearly meant to be used as money and not as shares of the Telegram app, is what Mati Greenspan said of eToro, and he was on the show not long ago, I think, what, episode 320, 319, something like that? Awesome, dude. That was a great interview. Yeah, it was. So the gram token, I guess, is I thought it was the ton token. So well, there's two. There's the ton. Ton is the the open network, their blockchain, and then the grams are the digital tokens that they sold approximately two point nine billion digital tokens called grams to those hundred and seventy one initial purchasers. Okay. So now they're gonna delay the token launch to spring of twenty twenty. We'll keep an eye on that. Yeah. And some people and some people are going to be offered up to 77% of their money back. Mm. Uh. Why, only, why only 77%? Because that's the way it is, Mr. Joe Comp. Next up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I, I do not accept this. Because I mean, like, <laughs> that's the way it is, Mr. Joe Comp. I don't know. Because that's the sense in crypto. You put in a buck and you get 77 cents back. Crypto goes down. That's, that's how it works. <laughs> crypto goes up, crypto goes down. Sorry, we had a 23% premium. Sucks, sucks to be you. So, you know, people are reaching out to us all the time and saying, hey, you, you know, check out our cool crypto project. Um, and sometimes it's a physical product. And in this case, you know, we've seen the cool wallet before the cool wallet S and uh, mm-hmm. they've got a new one. You guys can check it out at coolwallet.io. They're not a sponsor of the show, but they do indeed have a cool wallet. It's a Bluetooth hardware wallet that holds Bitcoin Ethereum, Litecoin, XRP, Bitcoin Cash, and all ERC-20 tokens. And um, you can track the wallet with an app. It's cold storage. And they wanted to let you guys know that you can uh, get a discount because you're a bad crypto listener. You can get 10% off the Cool Wallet S with code BADCRYPTO, coolwallet.io. Again, not a sponsor of the show. Not a sponsor, but pretty cool. Thanks for sending us a deal. Hey, also in news, uh, Alipay is uh, Alibaba, right? That's their service that they have in China. And there came out last week, I believe, where there was conversations around Binance, accepting fiat to crypto transactions. uh, And Alipay was one of those companies that were supporting that. And Alipay denies supporting Binance fiat uh, to crypto transactions. And WeChat blocked them. WeChat blocked Binance. So, uh, it, it's kind of interesting to see what's going on. There's some stuff going over, going on over in, in China with Alipay and WeChat and crypto and Binance, and it's a little bit of a drama going on. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, well, all, all kinds of drama around China right now, and Hong Kong and the protests and the NBA and ah, insanity. Oh, that was that was great. Actually, I watched. I went to eat, uh, so when I arrived last night, I flew in, went to a restaurant. And on TV was the Chinese Basketball Association. It was the Shenzhen uh, Lakers versus the Beijing State Warriors. And Lamau James, he was on the team. He did pretty good. And Jinping Curry, was, uh, they, did, they played some basketball. It was pretty exciting. How about that? 
Well, it's official, Travis. Satoshi is now a word. Satoshi, of course, being Bitcoin's smallest unit, point zero 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 one. That is one Satoshi. And the mm -hmm. Oxford English Dictionary has now included the word Satoshi in the lexicon of the English language. Mm -hmm. The small a Satoshi is the smallest monetary unit in the Bitcoin cryptocurrency and is named after Satoshi Nakamoto, the probably pseudonymous developer of Bitcoin. That is one one hundred millionth of a Bitcoin is a Satoshi. By the way, speaking of sats, you know, the only time I really think in Satoshis is when I look at uh, my app for the CoinMine One. You know, we talked about this device that mm -hmm. CoinMine sent us, I don't know, a few weeks ago. And I've been mining Ethereum on mine. My app is I've passed the 100,000 threshold of sats. Mm. Which sounds like a lot of money, but it's $8.69 in Ethereum. Yeah, I'm at 92,000 sats. You're 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 gonna you're gonna break through soon. I believe in you. Thank you. I'm gonna break on through to the other side. I think yeah, that's great. Yeah, it takes it takes a month to get seven dollars and fifty cents worth of crypto. Well, it's all about future value, right? If you're mining, then it's yeah. about future value because if Ethereum goes back to where it was, you know, what did it hit thirteen, fourteen hundred? Mm -hmm. You know, right now it's at about one hundred and seventy-five dollars. But yeah. multiply that, give it a ten x, and all of a sudden. My eight dollars just became eighty. So, oh snap! Eat a hey, bag of ether. Yeah, speaking of, uh, of prices, there's an article here on Coin Telegraph. Bitcoin price. Which countries have the biggest premiums for for crypto? And at, at the peak in 2017, when Bitcoin price was around twenty thousand in the U.S. spot market, uh, Bitcoin was being traded in South Korea for around twenty six million Korean won, which is about twenty two thousand. So that difference is known as the kimchi premium is what they call now. Hong Kong's OTC uh, over-the-counter Bitcoin market is about 2 to 4%. Uh, Japan and South Korea right now currently about 0.2%. Malaysia, Philippines, Thailand, 1% to 3%. Chile, Brazil, about 1%. And uh, so it's interesting to kind of see, like, there's different prices in, in different places based on, you know, just the amount of action on those particular exchanges. So that's it's peculiar. So everybody's heard of UNICEF. This is a children's agency of the UN, and apparently they are the first UN organization to launch a crypto fund. That's exciting. And that's what they said. The UNICEF director says this is a new and exciting venture for UNICEF. If digital economies and currencies have the potential to shape the lives of coming generations, it's important that we explore the opportunities they have to offer. That's why the creation of our cryptocurrency fund is a significant welcome step forward in the humanitarian and development work of UNICEF. So I think that's interesting there. You know, if you want to donate to UNICEF, now you can do that with crypto, it looks like. Very, very good. Okay, Mr. Travis Wright, finally, one more story. And this one again is around eToro. They've got a cool feature tied to uh, sentiment. And uh, let's talk about this. Yeah, so they've, they've announced their partnership uh, uh, the Thai Sentiment AI, the Thai, T-I-E, and it's called the, the Thai Long Only Copy Portfolio. They've created this portfolio. Basically, what they're doing is they are monitoring the sentiment of the cryptos on Twitter. And based on the sentiment and the AI, it's creating a portfolio on eToro that you can then copy and uh, have put, you know, allocate a certain percentage to that particular copied portfolio, 
and based on the sentiment on Twitter, positive or negative and volumes and see how it goes, then um, you could invest your money in that. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, I'm going to let others go first. Like, you know, let's see how this works. It does mm-hmm. the portfolio. In other words, is the wisdom of crowds applicable to Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Based on the sentiment of of what the masses say on Twitter, this mm-hmm. is how this yeah. portfolio is going to trade. And let's see how wise people are. And, you know, based on that, you'd think that, that Dig would be worth a whole lot then probably. Huh? <laughs> well, it's got to be, you know, the I'm thinking Twitter sentiment uh, is probably better than mine because I'm looking at my portfolio. Of course, you and I are having a friendly competition. Mm-hmm. We've each got $1,500 that was put into our eToro accounts. Mine is sitting at 1456 right now. Where are you? Mm-hmm. I'm at 1473.51. Okay, you're winning at the moment, Mr. Travis Wright. What, now, um, what is in your portfolio? Um, what's in your wallet? Okay, so I'm going to open up my portfolio right now. And uh, I was the chump that bought a bunch of Litecoin uh, when it was uh, when it was too high. And I've got some Bitcoin in there and some EOS. Nice. So I got some Bitcoin. I have a tenth of a, a, tenth of a Bitcoin. I've got uh, nearly two Ethereum. And then I got a bunch of Lumens. And a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah, a bunch of Stellar Lumens. I'm a big fan of Stellar Lumens, so we'll see. I mean, dude, when it got down like four or five cents or something, I'm like, that's really low for Stellar Lumens. So at least that's my non-financial advisor opinion. All the links for the stories covered in today's show in the show notes at badco.in forward slash 322. And I'm sure by now you've cracked the code that badco.in spells bad coin, but it's not... It's, you know, it's not badcoin.com, it's badco.in, and then when you put the forward slash and then the episode number, it'll take you to whichever one. Like, go play with it. Try, play bad crypto roulette. Go badco.in forward slash and put in any number between, you know, 001 and 322 and see what episode you end up on. Ooh, that's a perfect way to stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.